how I've made a meagre living out of poetry. Um, I don't. I actually don't know, and it's it's always. Um, I could it could all just disappear. It's mostly because of this um, creative revolution, as people like to coin it, because of social media. But also, social media has its downsides. But hey, I'd rather be making shit that I love, even if there are some downsides to it, than doing other stuff. Every 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 single job you, you do or I do. Um, has its own version of mini hell and you've just got to work out which mini hell can be tolerated the best, I guess. And I can tolerate waking up and writing down ideas or drawing all day better than having to go somewhere and pretending to be someone else um, and begging to be paid to pay rent and stuff. Anyway, I guess I, I started, I've been writing ideas and making ideas forever since as almost anyone who is a creative sort of person. Um, they'll always say they started when they were six or eight and I've got exactly the same story, so there's nothing special. Um, I guess why I'm, I'm able to make um, money out of poetry is I didn't... There was a sort of some part of me that didn't want to listen to people who told me what I should be doing. I've always been a bit stubborn. It's like, no, fuck that, I'm doing this. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Sometimes I've had to resist and um, just do some bullshit stuff because it's probably for my own good. But mostly I've, I've weirdly, for better or worse, followed my own sort of, this, this feels good, I'm going to do more of this. So over 30 years, I guess I properly, people say... Um, when I when I started to prop, properly write or properly do things, I guess when people say properly, they they sat down like an adult and thought they were writing something that was worthy of more than just showing to their mum or their friend. And I guess so. If I if I started properly when I started properly making stuff, I was probably eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and I I just sort of went I went from there, and I, I've always collected ideas. I feel like ideas are jigsaw pieces to a whole lot of different jigsaw puzzles and it's rare that I actually ever complete a jigsaw puzzle because there's so many pieces I've collected that all belong to different different pictures, different ideas and I, f I feel like now at 47 I've, I'm starting to be able to come close to completing some pictures. I've noticed some artists through their whole life will repeat the same themes and perfect them over and over again because that's that's their thing. And I feel, I feel like I'm on the, that same sort of weird, um, doing the same sort of thing. So I've collected shitloads of jigsaw pieces. Sometimes they're corner pieces of the puzzle. Sometimes they're stupid pieces of detail that no one would ever know where they where they belong. But slowly. Over years, they're all starting to fit together. And they all sort of felt like they've come in a rush in the last two or three years. It feels like out of nowhere I've written six books in three or four years or less. And and that, that was the result of 30 years or more of just collecting random ideas. And it's like a bottleneck of ideas just just broke down the damn wall and it all just came 
blaring out. So with all these ideas sort of becoming alive in book form and stuff, that's helped to be able to make money, I guess, and turn ideas into into money to help to pay the rent and all that sort of shit. And unless I'm a one in a billion poet, I'm only going to be able to make money out of just selling poetry books. But what I've learned is there are some poets that I've met through Best Australian Poems, like Andy Jackson, who I love. Um, he makes, like, he lives off his poetry, but he's, like, he's a teacher. So he makes a lot of money through that. And now he's starting to speaking engagements and all that sort of shit. So there's always, sure, you've, you can make money out of, or you can make some money out of poetry books, but then you've almost got to be able to tie it to other things, which is what I've sort of learned to do in the last few years. I realised I could only sell so many poetry books that would pay only so much rent. And sometimes I've had moments in time, it's a bit of a roller coaster. Sometimes there's just nothing coming in. And sometimes people are just buying shitloads of stuff. And it feels like, oh, this is, I'm going to be, I'm going to be rich forever. It's not, it's not true. It's just temporary. And then you just, yeah, it's, it's a, it's an up and down. I feel like I'm just going gambling every day. It really does feel like gambling. Um, I've got this gambling addiction and it's called ideas and, and will they find an audience, let alone would someone even amazingly give away some money that they've earned. And I always feel like, I always felt like, um, the first thing I sold was back in when I was 20, 22. Um, I did some cartoons for a Monash University postgraduate magazine. They gave me a hundred bucks for about 10 cartoons. But they were, they were all little ideas and with little drawings with them. And that, that blew my mind. I, I couldn't believe that, getting paid a hundred bucks. But anyway, I'm off topic, off tangent. Yeah, I've learned to combine my poetry with illustration in the last few years. And I was I was good at painting in year 12 or high school, and I loved it. It was my favourite thing, but I sort of fell out of love with it. But a few years back, I thought, how, how can I... How, like, I had to almost think in mark, as a marketer as well, which annoyed me, but you, ha- you kind of have to. But I kind of see there's an art in marketing as well, just as much as there is an art in in um, just writing something beautiful or interesting or funny. There, there is an art to it and, it, and it can't be disrespected. And so I thought I could I could make illustrated poems, and and I started doing them, and they they sold for a, a whole lot more than my books do and and it's just true people will pay for um artwork they'll pay much more for artwork than than a book of printed words it's just it's just how it works i guess people think i guess people can immediately feel like they can judge the quality of a painting over a book of words that they have to do hard work and read the whole thing to find out if it's good or not it's easier to see immediately you've got a reaction to it so i was combining words and pictures and 
and I and I'll sell. So I sold them, and they those were the things that really helped um, um, pay rent. I <laughs> that it comes back down to paying rent. As a friend said, bills are fines for existing, and I kind of I love that. I wish I'd written that, but I'm glad that she said it. Someone had to say it. Um, so uh, that was one Trojan horse for my ideas and poetry was to combine words and pictures, which is what I started doing in my early 20s. And the second thing is very recent, and that is what I've talked about in the last few podcasts, which is about sticking to a single theme, which is the bullshittery and meaninglessness of, of, the, of a nine-to-five job and I've worked nine to five jobs and bull, bullshit jobs for a, for decades, and so I've got all this experience. And I thought it's something that most people can relate to. So I, it was just I just happened to start wrote I wrote a poem about it, and that took off. And now TikTok, when I post shit about that, seems to love it over my other ideas and that really helps sell books it's amazing how i've got six times less followers on tiktok but it it sells equal amounts if not more than um people who follow me on instagram it's it's kind of weird and wild i kind of feel like uh, that blows my head um so I've had it's sort of a compromise i had to start painting again to make illustrated poems and i've and they were the things that really made money because books hardly make any money. Um, you have to sell a shitload of books to be making any sort of real money. So yeah, illustrated poems help sell, sell the poems and writing about a theme that I stumbled on, which i would had a lot of experience in, have helped sell a whole lot of books, um, which is weird and good. Um, but the thing is... Sometimes I question, like, do okay, I'm I'm right. I'm making these theme things on TikTok about the shit of the bullshit of nine to five jobs and the meaninglessness of it and the existential bullshit. They're themes that I sort of cover in a whole lot of my other poems, but can I sustain that kind of cynical energy over a long period of time? But then I think sometimes when I've read really deeply cynical poems, they've become so dark that they've flipped, they've almost alleviated me of the of darkness because they've just gone so far in that they just flip into light. And so, so I, I feel like I can stick with the theme of existential dread of a nine to five for on a long term. I think I can do that. So for the moment, that's how I'm making money out of poetry. Sure, I can sell some books, but it's really the illustrated poems or paintings or prints and sticking to a theme um, on on TikTok has been amazing as well. And the practicality of building an audience, <laughs> I, hate that, I hate that, I hate that, expression building an audience but it is what it is like um I, I love sometimes i forget that it's it's a total fucking honor to have anyone even semi-interested in reading what i write thinking what i've written is total bullshit 
but then I'll look back at some of my old stuff and a lot of it I'll hate, but some of it I'll go, wow, I can't believe I wrote that, but I did. <laughs> and so it's, yeah, it's a weird mixed blessing. And yeah, it was a real, it was a real struggle to initially build an Instagram audience to go from zero to a thousand followers took forever and a few years and I didn't, didn't think it was going to go anywhere. And that was only, that was, well, that was back in 2018. Um, and same with TikTok, it took me three years to go from, from zero to, it's only in the last month that I've gone from something like a thousand followers to 10,000. And that happened very quickly when I stumbled across the theme of, of nine to five bullshittery. But it's the, it's always the first, um, the first hundred people who follow you that that's almost the most difficult hardest work to even to to get and then from a hundred to a thousand is just as hard it may be even more difficult and then it starts to then for some reason it gets a bit easier probably because unfortunately people if people see follower accounts follower accounts they're more likely to give something the time. Um, that's what I've noticed with both Instagram and TikTok. And with Instagram, after I got over about six or 7,000 followers, I was starting to sell books by then, which was amazing. Like I was selling quite like, maybe I was making some, maybe I was selling a book a day, which is, isn't much looking back now, but that was, for me, that was fucking amazing. And, and with the money that I was making from my books while I was still working full time, because I was still, still working in jobs, I would use that book money to buy Instagram advertising. I'm not sure about now because it's, it's effect, I think Instagram and Facebook advertising's effectiveness, it's much more expensive than it was maybe three or four years ago to do that. But with TikTok, I haven't spent any ad, I haven't used any of my book money um, on advertising. And that, that yeah, I'd, if if I was starting out right now from scratch, I'd go, I'd just ignore, I'd still be on, I'd still be on, every, try every single social media platform, but I'd focus all my energy on TikTok because it, it will reward you paying zero money if if you write something that resonates, it, um, whereas Instagram, well, it's it's so it feels so crowded that it's much harder. <laughs>